0: Log Talk
1: Radio. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silver Rain. Mahogany Silvering. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net.
2: From author Mahogany Silver Rain comes the book Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the Laws of Magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell me you love me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and Paperback Editions, as well as the author's website, Mahogany Tell Me You Love Me from Author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today.
1: Hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy He must find a nice girl, one that the Board of Hemingway Industries would approve of And get married before the new year Kamaya is just the woman he needs, with her wholesome, clean image Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart But she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.DonnaRMercer.com. Hot coffee. Get your copy today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silverane, mahoganysilverane.net. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us tonight as we continue the story of Passion's Pride, Leonessa, written by Mahogany Silverane and narrated by Tony Walker.
3: Chapter 3. Present Day. Lance opened his eyes. He drifted back to sleep and was now awake as he lay in the hospital bed, which looked more like the cots he used to sleep in at summer camp than like the hospital beds back home in Austin, Texas. His thoughts returned to Leonessa and her beautiful eyes and smile. She had been very kind and he had enjoyed it as she cleaned his skin, for which he hadn't been fully awake, but he was aware of her touching him. It was comforting. "'soothing and somehow familiar. "'He couldn't think of any other doctor he'd met in his life "'that had acted that way. "'She was more than a doctor to him. "'It almost felt as if she truly cared for him. "'Maybe she does that to all her patients,' he sighed. "'Still, the touch felt familiar. "'Lance was in Sierra Leone "'with a group of graduate and undergrad students "'for a geology research project for titanium ore. "'He was a newly graduated geologist "'from the University of Texas at Austin.' with the geology department called the Jackson School of Geosciences. The chair of the Department of Geological Sciences, Mustafa Turai, an old friend of his father's who was from Sierra Leone, recommended for Lance to come and be part of the research project. Lance, however, wandered off from the group, getting lost on his own and almost eaten by a lion. Lance had only been to West Africa once before, during the summer when he was 12 years old. His parents, both geologists, had brought him along on a project in the Banana Islands. He laughed to himself as he remembered that summer he'd broken his left ankle. He hadn't thought about it in years. He recalled what made him fall from the tree and he sat upright with a start. No, it, it couldn't be. What was the little girl's name again? Those eyes. She couldn't be the same girl. Could she be Leonessa? Lance thought for a moment. Surely she would have remembered him too. Maybe that's why she took such good care of him. However, he also couldn't shake the memory of the lion he saw. It had the same blue eyes. Lance was sure of it. Nevertheless, it all seemed so impossible. What was she? Lance had to know. He got up off the bed as Nurse Olivette came in. What did you do? You must rest now, she sighed, shaking her head to scold him, promptly guiding him back to bed. I need to see Leonessa, I mean Dr. Kamara. Please, is she still here? None. She gone. She only come in one day awake to work to walk. She tell me to keep my eyes on you. What? Wait, how do I get in touch with her? Does she live in town? Does she have a cell phone? He pleaded. None. She don't live in Fritton. The village is far away. No phones or cell phones. She's a beautiful woman, but she getting married soon. So get those thoughts out of your head. Olivet laughed as she patted Lance on the shoulder. It's not like that. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe it is. But it's important that I find her... What day will she come back next week? He touched her arm gently, hoping she would understand his situation. Olivet sighed and shook her head. Okay, she come every Thursday. Now you go back to bed. Come tomorrow, you can go back to your hotel, okay? you. Lance smiled at the nurse as she set about bringing him some fresh water to drink. He would find Leonessa. He had to. How could he have forgotten the little girl who healed his broken ankle? He remembered his vow clearly now. He just hoped that she would remember him as well. What if it's too late for them now that she's getting married? He hadn't noticed the ring on her finger. Maybe the nurse was just protecting her from what she thought was some crazy person infatuated with Leonessa. Olivet smiled to herself as she filled his cup with water. All men seemed to go crazy around Leonessa, but she never paid them any attention and was quick to put them in their place. She admired Leonessa, but this man seemed different somehow. Leonessa had left her instructions about taking extra care of Mr. Harold. She shrugged it off as she had attended the betrothal ceremony of Leonessa and Leonis only a few months ago and thought they made a handsome couple, but then she remembered the sadness in Leonessa's eyes. Leonis had been very proud that day. It wasn't a look of love or admiration, but a look of apathy and indifference. Mr. Harold, whose eyes held sincere adoration for Leonessa, was different and Leonessa had looked very happy indeed before she left the hospital. Olivette knew intuitively that Mr. Harold was not just another grateful patient. There was more, but she couldn't quite understand what it was. However, Mr. Harold is a white man and a human. Would he marry Leonessa, or would she be a fling to pass the time while he was here? Olivette knew he was not from this country, so if he did marry her, would he take her away from her people who needed her? In either case, it was not her place to say, if the marriage arrangement between Leonis and Leonessa were broken, it could mean trouble, not just for Leonessa, but for her family and village as well. Chapter 4. Letera Leonessa walked silently through the crowded streets of Sierra Leone after leaving the hospital. She checked on Lance once more as she promised only to find him sleeping peacefully. Her head filled with pleasant thoughts of Lance Harold as she made her way through the town. The roadways and byways were a mix of everything tossed together with no particular order. Gated compounds with hotels and big houses next to tin walled and tin roofed shacks. There were churches and mosques, barbers and mechanics, clothing shops and market stalls with fruit and vegetables. She passed several people who smiled and waved at her, saying, How you do? To which she would reply, Ah, well. When she finally reached the outskirts of the town, she began to run to her secret hiding place in the hills covered with tall grass and short trees. There she stripped down and hid her clothing beneath a pile of rocks before changing into lion form. She could travel much faster this way she stopped just a few feet away from the village to effortlessly shift into human form and retrieved a traditional African mudcloth skirt, which felt somewhat stiffer than usual, and a red cotton blouse. She did this once or twice a week, as she had for the past three years, sneaking off to care for humans and learning all she could about Western medicine, as well as what she'd learned under Lethera's tutelage. No one questioned her whereabouts, as they knew she would often travel with and without Letera to other villages. She reached her father's clay and mortar-built hut just before dark, only to find her mother weeping in a chair. She rushed over quickly and placing her things on the nearby table. Mama, what in is it? Leonora looked up at her daughter and held her hand. You must go see Lethera. She is dying and looking for you. Botabata, buta, Mama, I can heal her. No, Mipikin. It is time for her to walk with the ancestors now. Leonessa's eyes filled with tears, and she ran to Lithera's hut. Leonessa knew the true age of Lithera to be five hundred, and that she would pass on all her knowledge to Leonessa when she passed. However, Leonessa felt that she wasn't yet ready. She choked back the sobs that caught in her throat as she entered Lithera's thickly straw-thatched mud hut. The tears spilling down her face looked like drops of rain from her ocean blue eyes. Lethera spotted Leonessa in the doorway and smiled, pleased to see her most special apprentice come here, me Picking. I must tell you something she said pleasantly Lethera looked peaceful serene even despite being a death's door her natural white hair braided back in long cornrows down her neck and resting on either side of her shoulders Leonessa hurried to her side I'm here Lethera, she whispered as she knelt beside the old woman dry your eyes now and be confident in what Ina taught you she began she looked off into the distance before speaking again her eyes looked as if she was saying something was not there a challenge lies ahead for you me Piquin you must not marry Leonis you are just a way for him to get you papa's throne I see danger for your family if you marry that man but Letera my papa has chosen for me to disobey him I could be banished or worse killed no Piquin Your papa would never harm you or banish you. It is true that your papa does not listen to me wisdom, the wisdom of the elders. He has forgotten the ways of old. I was the one who chose the mates of the king's children, but since your papa's reign, he has tried to take away my influence over the tribe. If you had not been born, I fear the tribe would be lost in this modern world. Your birth stood out from the rest, and it was the first time your papa had needed me since he was a young man. Still, when it came to your mate, he insisted on choosing. So I prayed to Mami Wata on the night of your birth that she would send you your true mate, and she answered. She sent him from across the great ocean, from a rare tribe of white lion changelings that moved to the country called America over a hundred years ago. Lettera, I have met no such lion shifter from America, Leonessa protested. Oh, but you have me picking. Remember, Ustem you were 11 years old, and your family went to the Banana Islands. You met him, even healed him, as you told me when you came back home. Now he has come back to Sierra Leone, just in time to fight Leonis. With him? He is human. He has no chance against Leonis. He went into shock at the sight of Zabari fighting me. I had to treat him. He's at the hospital now. How could he possibly fight Leonis? And tell me, Pikin, what do you feel Ustem when you see this man? Mathers' eyebrows rose curiously as she studied Leonessa's face. Leonessa thought for a moment. She felt her face burn with embarrassment as she remembered the way her body reacted, how much she wanted to kiss and lick this strange man, and how strong her instinct to protect him had been. Even now, the very thought of Lance flooded her body with heat and excitement. Lethera had her answer, even though Leonessa spoke no words. She'd read Leonessa's face. Ustem, a lioness of our tribe, meets her mate for the first time. There is a great connection. A heat lets you know that you are his and his alone. Mami Wata has whispered to me this night how this man came to be. She has watched over him in all these years. Luthera told Leonessa how Lance was only half human. His mother had been human and she ran away from his father when she realized that he was not human. When she found out she was pregnant, she refused to tell him, fearing it would keep her with his pride. She was going to have an abortion but couldn't go through with it. When she gave birth, she left him at the hospital. He was taken in and raised by Laurent and Alyssa Harold. They brought him to Sierra Leone when he was twelve. His lion power lay dormant inside him. He had never gone through the change Leonessa and the others had because he was not a pure blood. However, because of what lay within him, this was how he was able to sense Leonessa on the beach when they were children, though he could not see her. Thethera explained that only Leonessa, his true mate, could release the lion within him, or Leonis would kill him. Lance had often dreamed of lions, and he was afraid of them, because he didn't yet know what he was. He looks for you now. His memory is back, and he wants to be with you, Leonessa. I'll have to find him first if he comes here still in human form. He won't survive. Could he have been looking for me that night, and I found him? It wasn't by accident that he was out alone so far into our territory. Leonessa sat back on her heels in amazement. It all made sense there now, her attraction. However, why had she not remembered him to be the same boy she met ten years ago? He looked so different now, but his eyes, yes, they were the same. She suddenly felt sorry for him. What it must be like to go through life never knowing who you are. She thought it the worst thing possible. He was only afraid because he doesn't know what he is. It was a lot to take in, and Leonessa turned back to Lethera, who was smiling warmly at her her golden eyes softly glowing in the moonlight. How far do I get him to change? Leonessa asked excitedly. Lethera laughed softly. You must give him some of your power and give in to what in your body is telling you. Kiss him and let your power wash over him. Leonessa blushed and looked away for a moment. Lethera lovingly touched her head. Don't be frightened, Peking. He is your true mate after all and he is in danger the longer he stays ignorant of what he truly is. Now, I do so of this. Let's move on to matters here in the tribe. There is little time left. As the last elder, I also give you the power to select two other elders to create a new tribunal to include you in my place. For too long, our people have gone without the wisdom of the elders. This must change. I put my trust in you, Leonessa, to see this done. It is now my time to go. She reached under her pillow, pulled out a map, and handed it to Leonessa. Here is where you find the two diamonds of the other elders. I have hidden them at the elders' request, so that no one could absorb their power or wisdom, lest it fall into the wrong hands. Now, prepare my diamond, but do not bury me with it. It has to stay with you, Mipikin. Please, don't go now, Letara. I'm too young. I can't do this all alone. I don't even know who to give the other diamonds to, Leonessa pleaded. You will know soon enough. You can and will do this, Leonessa. Trust me and trust in Mami Watta for guidance. Meke speaking. The time is near. You are more than ready to take my place. Keep my diamond with you. Whenever you have need of me, my spirit will be there. Leonessa cried anew as the panic set in. This was all too much and she felt that there was no way she could possibly go on in Lutera's place. Having several hundred years of experience... Lithera was the eldest in the village, and Leonessa had only been her apprentice for fifteen years. Lithera grabbed out and grabbed Leonessa's wrist. All at once, Leonessa felt calm, a huge difference from moments before. She smiled at Lithera, who gently released her wrist, and she went to the small chest on the top shelf where Lithera's diamond sat. She opened the chest and found the five-carat diamond already glowing and throbbing with power, lying in a nest of blue and orange-colored kente cloth. Leonessa placed a diamond on Lethera's chest. Diamonds were sacred to the Seki tribe. They were a repository of their entire history. Whenever a tribe member died, their spirit would pass into the diamond along with their memories and knowledge. The soul would then pass through the diamond and return to the source from where it came. Only the elders possessed the largest of diamonds as they lived the longest. Few became elders, and an elder chose them at birth. Most of the Lion tribe members did not live past 150 years of age. Lefera had chosen Leonessa as her successor when she held Leonessa in her arms as a baby. She only wished she'd had more time with her. She feared she wouldn't find her true successor as she neared her time to leave this earth. The two elders once sat with her as a tribunal, which guided and judged all the tribes, including the king and chiefs, passed on without finding suitable successors. Over the last 75 years of King Leandre's reign, the tribe grew weary with the elders when when none succeeded the other two, Leandre took power and told the tribe that the elders were no longer of use in this day and age. The Thara, being the only elder left, could not stop the king. He was a good man chosen by the elders and therefore she waited, watched and prayed for a sign. When Leonessa was born, the king came to her and her influence among the tribe slowly restored she knew immediately that Leonessa was to be her successor. Lethera smiled peacefully at Leonessa, confident she had chosen well. She closed her eyes and drew her last breath. The diamond on her chest glowed more intensely, and a bright white light soon began to emanate from Lethera's body. It slowly absorbed into the diamond and simultaneously a glowing yellow light, Lethera's soul, Passed from the top of the diamond, floating above Leonessa at the top of the hut, before ascending to the heavens. Morning found Leonessa, who hadn't slept all night, finishing her preparations for the sacred stand at the place in the hills where Latara's body would be burned and her ashes buried, as so the job of the elder successor. When it was time, four men from the tribe hoisted Latara's body up on a litter made of straw and wood and followed behind Leonessa. And her family, as they led the procession from the village to the hills at a solemn pace. Leonessa held a lit torch and wore a soft white embroidered brocade fabric that wrapped around her body like a strapless dress and tucked in on her side, just beneath her armpit to hold it in place. The diamond tucked neatly away in a pouch Leonessa made that hung around her neck. White cowrie shells sewn neatly above each braid at the base of her afro and a choker with a row of cowrie shells and small black beads around her neck gave her a more regal appearance. Lothera's body had been prepared, oiled and dressed by the women of the village, as was custom when an elder or king died. Silent prayers and soft cries rose from all who gathered, as Lothera's body lay on top of the stand Leonessa had built. After a few words from the king acknowledging Leonessa as the new elder in Lothera's place, King Leandre also announced that he was postponing the wedding of Leonessa and Leonis, much to Leonessa's surprise, to give Leonessa a week to mourn and take up her new role as elder. Leonessa nodded to her father, grateful for the extra time as she really needed to come up with an idea on how not to marry Leonis without upsetting her father or the village. Her eyes glazed with fresh tears as she set fire to Lothera's body, with a torch she held tightly in her right hand. Adi go, Vanessa thought as she said goodbye to her former mentor, her tears flowing copiously down her cheeks as Leonessa's diamond throbbed silently with the power in the pouch that lay above Leonessa's breast.
1: You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silver Ring. MahoganySilverine.net. Two Ink Minimums Book One of the Permanent Hangover Series by Michelle Prince All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover Bar and Tattoo Parlor Instead, he found someone who needed help His help Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? To Winkin' by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today.
2: promote the mahogany silver rain comes the book, Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the Laws of Magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she's sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, mahoganysilverrain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today.
1: You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net
0: Like a moth to a flame burned by the fire. My love is blind, can't you see my desire? That's the way love goes
1: You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Hot Coffee An interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a Playboy But one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl, one that the board of Hemingway Industries would approve of, and get married before the new year. Kamaya is just the woman he needs, with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust, or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.DonnaRMercer.com. Hot Coffee. Get your copy today. Two Ink Minimums. Book One of the Permanent Hangover Series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down into the alley behind the permanent hangover bar and tattoo parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? To win by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today.
2: From author Mahogany Silver Rain comes the book Tell Me You Love Me, Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the Laws of Magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, mahoganysilverrain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today.
1: You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. net. Hi, you are listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silvering. And I hope you are enjoying listening to Passion's Pride, Leonessa Chapters 3, 4, and we will now begin to listen to Chapter 5. But before we go into Chapter 5, I just wanted to let you know that Part 2, book to uh, tell Tell Me You Love Me, also has another book coming out on December 20th. It will be The Rise of Lucius Morningside. So that will debut on Amazon on December 20th. Now let's go back to listening to Passion's Pride, Leonessa, written by Mahogany Silver Rain, which is me, and narrated by Tony Walker.
3: Chapter 5 Lance was sitting straight up, his feet hanging over the side of the bed as he attempted to free himself from the IV. Olivet walked in and scolded him for trying to do it himself, a gesture that makes him laugh aloud. "'Sorry, I don't even know your name, and you've taken such good care of me,' he smiled. "Anem Olivet,' he said softly as she busied herself, "'placing a bandage where the IV had been on his arm. "'Pretty name for a pretty lady,' he grinned. "'Olivet blushed and scolded him for flirting with her, a married woman, "'though she was grateful for the compliment. "'A white man had never complimented her, and it amused her. "'Just then a dark-haired, brown-skinned man with golden eyes entered the room.' Couché, he smiled. His tall, thickly muscled frame seeming to tower over both Lance and Olivet. Mustafa, Olivet and Lance exclaimed at the same time. Wait, you know him? Lance looked at Olivet as she moved to hug Mustafa. It's good to see you again, Olivet and Lance. Mipadis. Mustafa laughed heartily and explained that Olivet was part of his village. So I take it that you have seen Leonessa. Mustafa asked with a curious smile. How do you know about her? Lance asked quickly. He never told anyone about her. I beg pardon, she is from my village as well, and I was there watching over you two while you were but children years ago. I have stayed close to you and your family, even moving to America so I could bring you back here one day when the time was right. Now it is time to tell you me, Paddy, why you are truly here. Lance and Olivet sat listening intensely as Mustafa spoke of Lance's true heritage, how Leonessa was his true mate. Lance sat back against the bedpost, his eyes wide with disbelief. Olivet just smiled, her body barely able to contain her excitement. "'Waitin' you waitin' far. Let's go get you man,' she exclaimed as she clasped her hands together. "'But how? You never said anything the whole time. This is all too much, man.' Lance shook his head, but in his heart he knew Mustafa was telling him the truth. Though it frightened and unnerved him, it was his destiny, as Mustafa had said. It made sense to his heart, but his mind was troubled. The lion with the blue eyes was Leonessa. She had saved him in many ways and more than once as well. He was even more shocked to find out that Olivet was Leonessa's sister-in-law, and that Leonessa was a princess, the daughter of King Leandre. Olivet told Lance of how Leokai, her husband, had saved her during the civil war when she had been taken from her family as a young girl by rebel troops to be raped and forced into marriage with one of the leaders. It had taken some time to convince King Leandre of her worthiness as a wife to Leokai, added to the fact that she wanted to remain a human so she could continue working at the hospital for four years or until she became pregnant. Then she could be turned for the sake of her child, and remain in the village like the other women. It had been two years and so far she was happy, but Zabadi and some of the other lionesses would tease her about being food for them, instead of a proper wife for Leokai. Therefore, Leokai stayed by her side, or she stayed with his mother, whenever she wasn't working in Freetown. So will you come with us to the village? Mustafa's eyes studied Lance up and down. He knew it was a lot to take in, but he wanted to reach the village before nightfall, as he'd spent hours explaining to Olivet, and mostly Lance, about the past and what needs to happen now. What about this yahoo that she's supposed to marry? You mean he's just gonna walk away? What about the king? You think he'll like me? Oh ho, mi paddy, Leonis will not give up without a fight. That is why we must hurry. You need to get your lion power. It's the only way to defeat him. As for the king? You will concede once you defeat Leonis. Kind of like Sleeping Beauty, except the girl kisses me so I can awaken and fight the dragon. Or in this case, a lion. Lance laughed so hard his eyes welled up with tears. Lance had never even once suspected that he'd been adopted. His mother, Alyssa, whose hair is as blonde as his own is, yet it was not as curly as his was. Mustafa laughed as he'd seen Sleeping Beauty in America. But the joke was lost in Olivet who'd been in Sierra Leone all of her life and had never heard of the Disney movie. All right then, let's get going. But I want at least a shower first. Can't meet my future bride looking and smelling like this, he grinned. Mustafa, Olivet and Lance headed over to his hotel inside the compound. There he showered and changed into his best white button-down shirt, Levi blue jeans and dark brown Timberland boots he thought of wearing his favorite snakeskin cowboy boots, but didn't want to ruin them. Olivet was all giggles and sighs when Lance came out smelling clean, freshly shaven, and his curly hair brushed but hanging loosely about his beautiful face. I clean up nice when I want to, he teased. Olivet blushed and giggled some more as the trio left his hotel room. It was late afternoon, and Mustafa knew everyone would be back at the village from Lethera's funeral procession. He wished he'd been there, but he had to fulfill his mission as instructed by the goddess, Mamiwata, who whispered to him every now and then. She had been guiding him all his life, protecting him and his family. Leonessa was cleaning and organizing some things in Lothera's hut while trying to decide what to do next. She was planning to go back to Freetown to look for Lance tomorrow. In the meantime, he had convinced her father to let her stay in Lothera's hut now that she was an elder. Otherwise, as an unmarried woman, she'd have had to stay in her father's hut. He agreed, but only until she married Leonis. He was busy with her thoughts when she heard Olivet's giggle outside. When she emerged to say hello to her sister-in-law, she saw Lance standing there between Mustapha and Olivet. She was so shocked, she dropped the bowl of water she was holding. Leonessa, Lance beamed. I'm so happy to see you. He was beginning to lose his resolve as he noticed the tribe, some in lion form and some in human form slowly surrounding them. All had a hungry look in their eyes, the scent of Lance's human flesh too overwhelming to ignore. Mustafa warned them to stay back, telling them that Lance was of no interest to them and was only here to talk to Leonessa. Olivet tried her best to reassure Lance, "'but looking into Leonessa's eyes "'was the only thing that calmed him. "'He was awestruck at her beauty "'from the way the white strapless sundress "'looked against her brown skin "'to the cowrie shells in her hair. "'Sensuality seemed to ooze from her "'as she walked toward him. "'All at once his body felt her heat. "'The scent of her arousal held him mesmerized. "'His body became a ball of need and hunger, "'and his member throbbed mercilessly against his jeans.' He'd all but forgotten those who looked upon him in hunger. He only saw Leonessa. As Leonessa made her way, trying to walk calmly up to Lance, her body flushed with heat, full of craving and desire. It was even stronger now here in the village, the heat between them. Leonessa remembered Laetheira's words, "'Kiss him, and let your power wash over him.'" Leonessa stopped mere inches in front of Lance, as Olivet and Mustafa took a few steps back away from the couple, who now stood face to face. It's good to see you, she began as Lance pulled her the rest of the way in, stopping her words by kissing her, lightly at first, then more demanding. She didn't fight his sudden kiss that deliberately seemed to open her soul profoundly, as a surge of power left her body, slamming uncontrollably into his Lance stumbled back a bit, but Leonessa held on tightly. One hand played in his hair, stroking, pulling, the other securely behind his back as she pulled him closer, drinking in the sweetness of his kiss, his tongue parting her lips, seeking the warmth of her mouth. She yielded to him, body, heart, and soul. Nothing mattered to either of them but the hunger and joining of their beasts. They were very unaware of time, reality, or space. Leandre, who had been away from the village, was returning when he spotted a white man kissing his only daughter in the middle of the village, in front of everyone. dat that is he, he roared over the shocked and whispering voices of the tribe. Mustafa rushed to the king to explain what was happening as the couple, oblivious to anything else, continued kissing, locked in a binding embrace. Their bodies began to glow white-hot as Leonessa's power called to Lance's inner beast. The crowd stepped back further from the couple as they rose up from the ground, suspended in the air by their combined power. Lance felt a stirring in his belly and forced himself away from Leonessa. He cried out and fell to the ground, clutching his stomach in pain. Leonessa fell back but quickly recovered. She began to chant while she removed his clothing Her chanting continued as she began to circle him. Lance continued to moan helplessly as his body contorted. His muscles stretched and his bones shifted, forming new patterns. Lance cried out in strangled moans until they became low growls. He rolled onto his belly and growled louder. His teeth formed sharp and white. His blonde tresses replaced with a full, glorious white mane on his lion head. White fur swirled over his entire body. Leonessa kept chanting softly as she continued to circle him. The words seemed to come from Lethera herself as the diamond around Leonessa's neck glowed inside the pouch and bobbed heavily against her chest. When the change was complete, Lance, no longer human, became a beautiful white lion as he stood on four powerful legs his eyes sparkling like emeralds as he roared once more. His roar shook the village, and a bright white light of power blew out from around him, knocking everyone back except for Leonessa, who glowed with her own power. Leonessa ran her hands over his soft and silky fur as he rubbed against her. She instantly fell to the ground and shifted into lioness form, the pouch remaining safely around her neck. She rubbed against his neck lovingly, Grab your clothes and follow me, she whispered before she raced out of the village to her favorite spot in the hills. Lance picked up his jeans and shoes and ran behind Leonessa, catching up quickly. Zabari, fully shocked by what she saw, began to back away from the village before turning and breaking into a run towards Leonessa's village a few miles away. Everyone round her was too stunned to move or speak at first. They didn't even notice Zabari had slipped away. Some were so overwhelmed they began to weep, while others began to ask questions of Mustafa and the king. Leandre was so enraged and frightened by what he saw that he ordered everyone to their huts until he got some answers and dragged Mustafa to his hut where his wife, Lenore, joined him and his sons, Leoken, Leokai, and Leokai's wife, Olivet.
1: You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering, mahoganysilvering.net.
2: From author Mahogany Silver Rain comes the book Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the laws of magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, mahoganysilverrain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today. Hot Coffee, an
1: interracial romance by Donna R. Mercer. A new release on December 3rd is now available for pre-orders on Amazon. Roman is a playboy, but one too many scandals has put his CEO position in jeopardy. He must find a nice girl, one that the Board of Hemingway Industries would approve of, and get married before the new year. Kamaya is just the woman he needs with her wholesome, clean image. Roman is the one man who has ever held a place in her heart, but she has no plans of marriage, only philanthropy. So Roman must prove his love and earn Kamaya's trust, or risk losing it all. Everyone needs a little cream in their hot coffee. An Interracial Romance by Donna R. Mercer. For more information, visit www.DonnaRMercer.com Hot Coffee. Get your copy today. Two Ink Minimums, Book One of the Permanent Hangover Series by Michelle Prince. All Finn Gardner wanted was some fresh air when he stepped down to the alley behind the Permanent Hangover Bar and Tattoo Parlor. Instead, he found someone who needed help. His help. Bailey Parson escapes her life in Chicago to find a better one in St. Paul. Not only does she win over the customers and staff with her smart wit and empathy, she wins over Finn as well. But when Bailey's past threatens their relationship, Finn has a decision to make. Just how much of his dark past does he need to unlock to save her? Two Income by USA Today best-selling author Michelle Prince. Get your copy on Amazon today.
0: Like a mothcow. My love is blind, can't you see my desire?
1: That's the way it looks. Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering MahoganySilvering.net You are listening to Mahogany Says, and I'm your host, Mahogany Silvering. Thank you so much for listening to Passion Pride's Leonessa, audiobook that is available on Amazon.com and also Audible.com. Thank you again, and have a great night. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net Listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at mahoganysilverine.net. Thank you and good night.